How's my video quality, by the way? It's good. You look like a big piece of shit. So like oh, I can fuck tell you. I'll ki- all I'll the kill pixels. You, bitch. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm gonna kill you. What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast, coming at you not live from a series of locations around the country and the globe. I'm Vince Mancini, and I'm here with my best pal, the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lieb. Lump some bombs in this house. Lump some bombs in this house. Lump some bombs in this house. I, I'm trying to. You know what I realize <laughs> is <laughs> what did you, you realize? Can't... You can't really uh, do any like lum puns with uh, with the new Cardi B single WAP. Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! You, did, you said oh, that sorry. with a hard W. Sorry, 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 sorry. I meant the new Cardi B single Dago. You can't really. <laughs> you can't. You can't because it's already the most dirty song ever written. Right. So, uh, but I did my best. There's some lum some bums in this house. Like if you do a sex parody of that song, you're only gonna make it cleaner. Yeah, yeah, it's it's literally impossible. Uh, we also got joining us again, Mr. Jason Webb. Howdy, <laughs> what's up, dude? <laughs> what's going on? I don't have a song or anything. I never remember that y'all sing as soon as y'all get introduced. I'm the only one who does it. No one else oh, has well, to. Then I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to feel bad. Oh, that's it's your thing. A, okay. Yeah, and it's not even a thing people necessarily like. I just oh, do it's it. just something you keep doing. It's something yeah. I keep doing. We can't you know, stop him from dropping the beats yeah, yeah yeah you really can't you know yeah, every time i do it and you sing something i'm like ah, oh, damn we're supposed to have a song yeah every time, yeah every time no it, you're not the only one everyone thinks like oh shit was i supposed to prepare something and it's like nah dude i'm just a machine like that mm-hmm. you well know? i knew you're not supposed to prepare anything for it yeah you, this is not a preparing podcast now every time <laughs> i see uh wap i just like my first instinct is to read it as like a Russian immigrant who's like pissed about Italians, like oh, uh-huh. so tired of these waps. Or maybe <laughs> maybe so it's an Irish. Oh, I'm tired of these waps. I'm so tired of these goddamn these waps, waps. and their their meatballs. They're goddamn garlic breath everywhere, and their greasy hair. Jesus doesn't like when you have greasy hair, but I do appreciate that they're Catholic. <laughs> Yeah, we do, we do relate there on this one specific <laughs> issue. Hoity toity toy, Irish accents—they're fun, and they're, they're wearing off. different medallions than we are, but also wearing necklaces. <laughs> we both love necklaces for some reason. We both have different ethnic enclaves on the east coast that have different sorts of mafias, <laughs> but we've been run out of town by the blacks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Remember, they are racist. Oh yeah, yeah. Not yeah. us. <laughs> You're in a character. character that we're playing. God yeah, damn uh, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do we? Well, first of all, I want to ask Jason. Uh, are you like in costume today? You got like a southern gentleman <laughs> no. hat, and then you got like a was that an ascot? Oh no, it's my uh, mask. It's oh. my yeah. That makes it's sense. A good mask. I mean, I do feel like I'm kind of in costume though, because I got into turquoise jewelry all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Out of nowhere, just like didn't get enough of it. <laughs> Look at it. You so, got you got it on your wrist. You got it on your fingers. I, yeah, I got two on my fingers, and I got this. Uh, 
I turned an old like 1970s uh, turquoise thing into an Apple Watch. Oh, my dad oh, definitely sick. used to make jewelry like that in the 70s. Your dad? Oh yeah, yeah. this is from the 70s, I think. So, are you? You're from Asheville, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah, like around there. So, North isn't Carolina. Asheville like very into you know like turquoise jewel? Isn't that isn't that on brand for that part of the country to be into? Uh, uh you know yeah yeah that's not really why i got into it uh i watched crazy heart uh during quarantine yeah yeah yeah, good movie two or three times and i was like (laughs) i gotta get some turquoise jewelry it does work it works it it works with you um and it works with uh jeff bridges you know yeah i mean you were thinking why why can't my heart be more crazy my heart is sane and i don't like it yeah yeah i'm gonna get a a crazy ass heart by (laughs) Eating a lot of carbohydrates and unsaturated fats, also turquoise. <laughs> no, it it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, I Jason. Like I yeah. know that you're doing this um on your on your lunch break. Yeah. Like you're yeah. currently on break right now, and I thank you for taking the time. No to podcast. This is essential oh, frauding. Yes, it is. This is an essential service. Uh, people need this, you know. It's. Yeah, uh, I mean, I barely work anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> How long you been? You've been working from home this whole time, right? Yeah, pretty much this whole time. That's like, pr- um, pretty sick. Yeah, no, I, I I was lucky not to like get laid off or anything like that. So yeah, no, that's so nice. Good. Yeah, the, me too. Except you have to, except for the part where you have to still do work. That part's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's you know that's life. I mean, you, you know, you don't want it the other way around though. The other way around is you are uh, not working in yeah. a fucking pandemic. And yeah, I wouldn't be working. I wouldn't have any turquoise jewelry. That's yeah. yeah. Sure. You can you and can then, kiss that that Apple Watch seventies uh, turquoise wrist bye. goodbye. You're, yeah, no more. Gone. You're keeping the artisans gone. in business, which is nice. That's good of you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I just want to get buried with this. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know this is like new to me, and uh, I don't ever wear jewelry, but yeah. uh, now when I die, I do want this on my corpse. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Something for the grave, the grave robbers. Sure. Of the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, dude, my my uncle died, and we had these uh, shitty, like I guess they were like cousins or something and they were uh burying him in his uh freemasons rings and they were trying to take the rings off the body while we were in the funeral home (laughs) is that not insane that is uh that's peak trash shit i i love it i mean but i get it though what is he gonna what does he need yeah but they're freemason rings like it's just that's true i don't know like it's like Maybe they That's think like they'll taking the world's greatest dad ring off of them or something. Yeah, but like, there's part of me that like, oh, there's that wonders. Like, if I put this ring on, will I don't know? Will I get to join the Illuminati? You know, yeah. Well, like, part bur- of me will is, it burn your skin? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean what if I am curious about that. Too. They should have could, taken the ring off Planet and style. replaced it with like a just put a trowel in his hand. You know, that's what's how. a trowel? <laughs> like it's what Masons oh, use to oh. spread. Uh, yeah. The stuff that goes in between bricks. Yeah, that's right. Masonry? I don't know. Um, The cement. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So we were going to talk about Boys State uh, today because I made Matt watch it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we do have to touch on the Ben Shapiro uh, wet ass P words. I feel like I'm just calling everyone wet ass P words now, you know? Yeah, it's really it's funny because when the song dropped, uh, I 
my first reaction wasn't to listen to it. It was just like, oh, a new Cardi B thing. I'm positive that Francesca is going to make me watch it because that's like one of her. She makes me watch her Instagram and everything. She's obsessed with Cardi <laughs> she B. Sits, oh, OK. I thought you yeah. she made, I thought you, she, you meant she made you watch Francesca's Instagram. Like, Honey, yeah, that's what I thought. Too. I'm posting this. Uh, I want you to make sure that you see it before anybody else. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Francesca makes me watch Cardi B's, everything that Cardi B makes. Um, so I had no idea. I just knew it was a new song. And then also I saw Twitter had a new meme in which everyone was talking about wet-ass pussies. And I was just like, Twitter's out there today, man. <laughs> like, Twitter's Twitter's on one. I don't I don't really know what they're on. but uh, Everybody's horny on Maine all of a sudden. Yeah, everyone's horny on Maine, and I didn't really know why. Uh, and so I just kind of – and it's weird because, I mean, we just live in a particular timeline in which, like, you've got everybody talking about wet-ass pussies on the internet, and I just go, like, that's the least of our problems, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's, a, it's a weird time. And then I uh, heard the song and uh, was thoroughly entertained because, like, you have to admit that Cardi B – uh all of her singles slap they're all oh, yeah. good like she's she's someone who like consistently puts out good music and it's it's uh, the my favorite part about it is that she doesn't take herself seriously like at all well also and, i mean you know yeah her job as a wordsmith is to create a picture in my mind yeah uh, you know and i just as soon imagine wet ass p words yeah it's one of my favorite things to imagine to be honest yeah um and yeah and it is uh and, and in terms of like vulgarity it's about as vulgar as like most of her songs are yeah. um it it's just it's funny when uh something like that breaks into the mainstream where all of a sudden you have everyone talking about their wet ass pussy so uh well, I got ben, ben Shapiro, Shapiro was like wait they're supposed to be wet yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gross. Jesus doesn't like when your pussy is wet. I don't know why Ben Shapiro is Irish now, but um, you take yeah, your Irish. pussy to the other room and dry it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your glistening pussy ain't doing good. All right, I'm take sorry. your father's shirt and sop up your pussy with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so like Ben Shapiro uh, decided um, that this song was evil because you know he's he's just a throwback i think he's just he knows his audience is all over 60 and so yes like you know he yes uh, yeah he's one uh, there's many like ascendant stars who are uh an old person's idea of a young person yes you know mayor pete i think was that too like for Mm -hmm. democrats uh you know yeah, I mean, like Ben Shapiro is uh, maybe has moderate popularity with uh, some real fucking losers, uh, you know, who are young. But for the most part, um, most of his popularity is uh, much older losers. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think this comes from he seems like a, the kind of person who didn't have friends like growing up in high oh, school. Yeah. He just had like one you know, uh, crypto fascist, like shop teacher that decided to take him yes. under his wing, you know, like he, yes. like he was hoping to impress one weird teacher that he could hang with after class. Yeah. And that's seems like it's formed his entire identity. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, so he does the like conservative grift thing. Um, but, uh, he decided to, uh, go on his show and read the lyrics 
two wet ass pussy. <laughs> uh, and um, and it was Which, just like one of those again is like moments. one of our favorite uh, genres of things. Uh, yeah, like we've talked about it before. Just like someone. You know, a white guy like unironically uh, reading vulgar rap lyrics is the best thing ever. Like this was actually I still have a, an older clip from uh, I think it was what was that podcast about two live crew? Um, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Fucking... Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's well, yeah, it's one of our favorite genres is people, uh, you know, uh, unironically reading uh, really vulgar li- lyrics, especially white people. But it's also like a throwback, you know, to like really old uh i mean like 1980s kind of conservatism yeah, yeah very like, much uh, like moral majority type shit that we yeah tipper gore and fucking uh all the all the i don't know moms against whatever moms against music or yeah. whatever the fuck it was called mm. mams um remember when uh, that was like a real force in politics when we were growing oh it was up? huge they were like, we're putting stickers on CDs. Yeah, and they make were it like, difficult they, to get those Adam Sandler CDs at the FYE, you know? Yeah, man. They, they <laughs> you know, they, they they wanted to make sure that uh, fucking kids weren't being destroyed by music, mostly by heavy metal, which is the funniest thing because, like, heavy metal music might be, like, the one genre of music from the 80s that... Um, like if you want to talk about like well you know this music is going to corrupt kids and make them revolutionary i'll tell you all the people who listen to heavy metal music from the 80s uh they're all uh uh investment bankers now and (laughs) uh, i mean i think it might be it might revolution or uh, turn you radical like i feel like there's probably you know death squads that are rocking out to some metal while they're Oh no! I'm talking about 80s hair metal, dude. Oh, oh, yeah, but didn't but didn't that start like later than that? Like the whole parental thing? Like it wasn't just 80s. I thought it happened when like Eminem came out with it. Was no, it happened before that. It was the 80s and 90s for sure. Like the 90s, they tried to continue the like uh, conservative war against. Yeah, maybe that's That's what like a reinvention of it or something. Yeah, well, because then they had Marilyn Manson and Eminem, and they had all these other uh, you know people to uh, to kind of. Uh, you know, scapegoat for why gangsters. Uh, I think they you know, got like, blamed from Columbine. Yeah, yeah. They, they all got they all got blamed for like fucking Columbine and anything that was happening. It was like, oh, it was the music and the I'm kids were listening them. to. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Marilyn Manson, you listen to it enough, and you're just like, dude, I want to shoot somebody. Yeah, I just want to kill a bunch of kids, dude. I think if you just made me listen to like Train or Maroon Five on continuous, oh god, I'd repeat, I'd shoot myself. I would shoot up a school for sure. <laughs> the music I used to listen to when I uh, worked at McDonald's uh, when I was in you high worked school. Worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school, and I and I did want to shoot up the school after <laughs> uh, spending what it was like nine months working at McDonald's. Mostly because, like, the kids at school would sometimes come into the McDonald's and, like, be like, hook it up with more McNuggets. And I was like, I can't. I have to count them out. And and it was like, I was like, I'm going to shoot you up at school someday, kid. No, I never said that. But, no, the music was like uh, Uncle Cracker and shit. Uh, um, Follow me and everything is all right. I'll be the one to shoot up a whole school. You know that one? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good song. But uh, anyways, um, Ben Shapiro read out all the lyrics uh, to um, Wet Ass Pussies. And, and couldn't, uh, couldn't say, he decided to call it the P words, which. 
Yeah, no, because he's 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 very religious. He said P word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a clip of uh, someone who remixed him saying the lyrics. Uh, Vince, you think you could uh, play some of that? Sure, sure, sure. There's some lyrics. You ready? I'm our key. Horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pull out game weak. Yeah, 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 with some wet ass P word, bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word, give me everything you've got for this wet ass P word, beat it up and catch a charge, extra large and extra hard, put this P word right in your face, wipe your nose like a credit card, hop on top if I want to fry I do a kegel while it's inside, spit in my mouth, look in my eyes, this P word is wet, I'm taking a dodge. Continue uh, along these lines, <laughs> dude. That fucking that fucking. <laughs> I like that. that, that, that is awesome. I like that the song is so good that not even Ben Shapiro's fucking voice can ruin it. No. Yeah, like, yeah, that was it's, great. Yeah, like, it's a good. I literally enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, me so. too. The first time I heard it, I was just like, "Wait, wait, this." rules <laughs> just like, and like and what i love about it it's like it rules on so many levels number one it's such a good song that like they were able to like put ben shapiro's weak ass voice into it and then put it on beat so that it hugged the beat in the <laughs> yeah. same way yeah. and you're like oh this slap <laughs> um and and the fact that like because like my first reaction to to hearing it other than it's really good is like what annoys me is that I bet like Ben Shapiro himself will get a kick out of this. But then I remember that Ben Shapiro is such a fucking wet ass pussy <laughs> that he he would probably be offended that by having his voice on the track. That that it, rather than looking at it and going like cuz there's no way he can he can never recognize that like okay i kind of get the song now now that you've remixed it with me doing it it kind of it's a good song so he he's he's just gonna hate it no matter what which makes me love it even more you know it's not like because he doesn't run the same grift of like an alex jones like alex jones does um stupid stunts did you guys see the video of alex jones yelling at um a bunch of people at like a national park (laughs) um They're like a bunch of teens who work as volunteers who uh, tell people like, hey, make sure you put your mask on. And he comes there, starts yelling at them about how like, you know, uh, oh, my wife can't come here because she doesn't have a reservation, but you have to put masks on. And he has a little megaphone. Like the smallest, <laughs> like a keychain. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it just makes two sounds. Like it's it is very tiny <laughs> in his in his chubby fucking hands and his and, but Alex Jones knows that this is funny. Alex Jones yeah, understands right. that he's been just like kicked rant- off of all these <laughs> ranting about globalists through a kazoo. but yeah i mean like he's been kicked off of all these platforms and he knows damn well that human blood (laughs) (laughs) it tastes like soul (laughs) human meat uh but yeah he um he knows that like that shit is gonna go viral on all the platforms that he's been kicked off of so he does it 
with that intention, which is why I don't I like I won't share it because I'm like, nah, I know your fucking game here. This is part of the grift. You've been kicked off of all these platforms and you know that the the crazy uh, the crazier shit that you do, especially stuff that's like kind of funny, like is going to get shared and everyone mocking you is actually helping your brand. Whereas like Ben Shapiro is I think he's a true believer. You know what I mean? Like he's a grifter. But he definitely believes the shit that he spews because he has a lot of old people who like pat him, you know, on the keeper and tell him like he's like, a very he's a mensch. It's <laughs> like, I think he's like too much of a nerd to give credit for guile or like uh, yeah yeah. So so the fact that like the fact that when he's reading those lyrics and he's using it as you know a cudgel against feminism for some fucking reason, <laughs> um, like he he. I think he has honest disdain for it. You know, I think he really does hate it. Uh, so the fact that they remixed it and made it, made it uh, slap uh, kudos that, that was fucking great. I, in fact, what was the I'm trying to find the name? It's I, Oh, it's I Mark keys, two K's in the middle and keys with a Z. I Mark keys. Yeah. On, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Very, that is was, just yeah, good. Credit where credits do. Credit where credit is due. That was fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt, what's up? Hey, I use this voice uh, sometimes when I'm trying to make a transition. Yeah, uh, no, it was yeah, good. No, it was good. I uh, saw it. So, Boy State, what do you, you know, what do you, oh, let's, what do you think? Let's talk about it. Are we gonna talk about it? We should. I'm down to talk about it. Uh, Jason, did you get a chance to watch Boy State? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. So we've all seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, first, quick introduction to what it is, because I had no fucking idea. This is a documentary about, um, apparently, there's like this week-long camp that yeah. happens I, so in it's multiple sponsored states, by apparently. the American Legion. Did you guys have anything sponsored by the American Legion in your high school? Yeah, mm-hmm. baseball. Oh, really? I don't. I yeah, didn't... our World Series was American Legion. Oh, nice. Oh. So yeah. American Legion is like veterans of foreign wars, I believe, is the is like their oh, okay. their thing. They're very conservative. I remember they were there was a American Legion scholarship when I was in mm. high school that we were all encouraged to uh, apply for, and you had to interview for it. And uh, yeah. I don't think I like entirely grasped uh, like what American Legion was all about when I was in high school. Like I think I had like a vague sense of it and so like i go into this interview and uh and they go all right well we want you to imagine what it's like uh uh you're the president and someone hands you this and then they gave me a and they're all wearing those american legion hats that are like the kind of colonels hats sure uh with that are blue and with gold shit on them and uh yeah. he hands me a news story about someone uh burning a flag and, uh-huh. and, and I was like, oh. here we go. I was like, ah, oh, shit. And, <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm such a fucking uh, uh, guileless dickhead, I said something yeah. about how, you know. It, uh, it should be illegal. No, I said how the flag, you know, like part of what it stands for is the right to protest and blah, blah, blah. Oh, nice. And so the guy that they actually did uh, give the scholarship to was this guy, Randy Ishii, that I was friends with. 
uh, yeah. who, who said his answer was, "Oh, you kill the nearest black." No, he said, "Well, Randy <laughs> yeah. was Japanese, you... but also like a crazy like oh, conservative fuck. cowboy." But he also uh, so his, oh, his answer was that uh, the protesters protesters would all get the death penalty. <laughs> and he got the so i wasn't far off no you were not no in fact i think you underplayed it um yeah yeah so anyways that's 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 wonderful that's was kind of what i knew about the american legion but also they sponsor this like mock government thing which apparently exists in every state where they take these kids and they form Mm -hmm. oh it's every state every state yeah because bill they're they're showing the alumni like bill clinton was an alumni alumnus of the arkansas branch like Samuel Alito did it. Uh, fucking Huckabee, like all these famous people, have gone through this program, which I guess, like, getting selected is, I think, is somewhat of an honor or something. Um, so then they, yeah, them. I mean, it seems like it. So they like randomly select them parties, and then they have them like campaign and vote for this mock government where they don't actually do anything. The entire thing is just like campaigning, which makes it's, you- it's a seven day simulation of running a political campaign, yeah. uh, which is interesting because at one point in the documentary, someone asks, um, you know, so like, when do we learn to like govern or legislate, yeah, or, yeah. you know, pass bills and stuff. And he's like, this is about all the stuff that happens before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, uh, if I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> in uh, our American system of government, um, there is no after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like once yeah. you get elected, you then are uh, immediately start work on getting reelected. Yes. So it's almost like the 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 doc is like this perfect microcosm um, of our kind of like specific. Two-party system and our system of, uh, um, you know, political campaigning and whatnot. It's an origin story for politics as a game, politics as sport. And if I could suggest a double feature, I know I didn't tell you guys to watch this, but on HBO there's a documentary called The Swamp, and it's basically about – it's basically how – about how fucked up uh, Congress is because everything is like politics as a sport and, you know. Right, and and how lobbyists run shit. Yeah, there's things that probably 80% of the populace and the government agree agree on, but they don't cover any of it because... If if you spend your time agreeing with anybody, like you don't get any donations, like all the donations are right. for who can get the sickest burns in on each other. Right. So, you get you yeah. get donations based on um, you know, painting your your opponent as evil. And people are like, Well, I, I hate evil. And then you send money to the to the non evil people. Yeah. Um We're gonna but yeah, we like the anti Hitler. Yeah, exactly. But this this doc um, follows like uh, five or six, um, I think uh, it's like five kids specifically um, in their kind of like in their journey during these like seven days. And, you know, um, one is, you know, a couple of them are running for, quote, governor. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this election where each party chooses a governor and then there's a uh, general election where, you know, the one of them wins. And uh few run for governor a few run for like a uh, party chair um and it's it, it, okay when i started watching this i was like holy fuck this is gonna be like pod save the documentary yeah. you know what i mean Well, because it's literally like, teaching them all the worst parts about politics 
Yeah, yeah. All the kind of like the backroom dealings, the backstabbing and the fucking, uh, you know, uh, the kind of uh, how effective it Air is. Smear campaigns. To, like, yeah. What's that? They had like smear campaigns and stuff too. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's crazy. You watch yeah, them, they, you watch them discover like smear campaigns and wedge issues almost like organically and like in yes. real time. Yeah. yeah. And, and at first I was like, I mean, I kind of came into it wanting to hate it because of the fact, and not, not so much hate the documentary, but hate the kids involved oh, because yeah. well, already the they're coming. I think I still hate the program, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's coming from this like place of, you know, a lot of it is coming from like a, a place of privilege for a lot of these kids, especially considering like all of the, you know, fucking, you know, chuds who have like graduated from the program or whatever yeah. like bill clinton and samuel alito and fucking rush limbaugh went to it and like <laughs> yeah. cory booker's fucking you know <laughs> soggy ass went there and like <laughs> and, and so you know it, you come into it kind of going like ah oh, this this is gonna be this is gonna be some like jesus camp vibes like i'm gonna fucking because like jesus camp is a documentary about like an evangelical christian camp and you don't come you come away with some, you know, obviously empathy for the kids, but you're also so enraged by the indoc- indoctrination. You don't have time to feel bad for the kids. In this case, um, the story kind of centers around a kid named Steven Garza, who's like a 16 year old kid from Houston, Texas, a uh, Latino kid. And um, he is, I think. To me, he was like he made the documentary. Yeah, like uh, it was like it, the Bernie Sanders of the whole thing. He really was, well, and like he said, he was inspired by Bernie Sanders. But then most of his like he was very uh, like politically. I'll do whatever yeah. politically. He I think he was more of a I don't know. He 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 mostly He's was Julian Castro. He was the one you were rooting for in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and, for and, sure, and. And to be honest, though, like, you know, he and a lot of the kids who were obviously, um, you know, coming from like a more liberal persuasion, um, like there's another kid named Renee, who's this uh, black, I assume, gay kid uh, who's uh, the party chair. They don't they don't call. He never says I am gay, but yeah, you're kind of like I assumed that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to out not? him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, watch the doc. If he's not, I mean, gay, he was too sassy. Is the problem. he was very sassy? I mean, it's just, just so sassy and hilarious. That I was like, yeah, I was like, only a gay man could be this funny and this sassy at the same <laughs> so, yeah, time. Yeah, so it's a compliment. So um, like, we started, <laughs> we started watching but, it, and yeah. uh, my fiance who gets very vicariously embarrassed for young boys and uh, oh. is not interested <laughs> in politics in any way. Uh, yeah, at first was like. Why the fuck are we watching this? And then by the end was like full on bawling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like um, you, you know, there. so there are some kids from like the kind of like who are more liberal, who I, I think like Steven and Renee, they had to kind of like taper some of their political views well, uh, to fit I think the it's crowd, bigger than that, which is mostly white I think, uh, yeah, I think Texans. I think it's bigger than that, too. But I think there is... So part of it is that they're in Texas and it's the American Legion. So like yes. assuming the other kids are conservative is kind of a fairly safe uh, assumption. Yeah. But I do think that that like as this shows 
I think we tend to assume other people are more conservative than they actually are. Like I think that yeah, was the journey. That was the big takeaway. This whole thing, and um, and part of that, you know, is changing demographics of Texas or whatever. Like Texas, sure. is traditionally like we think of it as the cowboy state, but now it's got big cities that are you know increasingly diverse and it's non-white yeah and it's more urbanized but so that's part of it but then also there's like that amazing moment there's this one kid who is kind of like he i would describe him as like a richard linklater character like with asperger's like he looks like matt a young matt dillon and you and you think and he like his at, name is Robert, right? Robert, yeah. And at first, you oh think, yeah. At first, you yeah. think he's gonna be smooth, and then he like really is not smooth at all, and he's kind of like yeah. this kid groping for his own identity, which is uh, very cathartic. But there's like this amazing moment where, after giving a speech all about like the Second Amendment and uh, not killing unborn babies, he, he just basically admits that, oh yeah, I'm actually like pro-choice uh personally yeah and i believe in universal background checks but i just figured everybody else was for those things yes and uh what and you know i wanted to win and i figure politics is you're trying to tell people what they want to hear so that you can win a thing yeah yeah Man. and jeez yeah when he did that i was like holy fuck. it's it's, it's just, one of my it was my so favorite beautiful. lines is he goes he goes <clears throat> you know that's that's politics i think <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Say that. <laughs> All right, well, you better fucking know, son. <laughs> that shit, like that character, won me over. That dude won me over so much oh, because yeah. at first I was like, "This guy is the fucking he's he's gonna be kind of painted as the villain." I felt a little bad because yeah. I don't yeah. like when you. Well, you they see- said he ma- made a lot of money with Bitcoin right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, so you knew he had to be the villain. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. You're Bitcoin rich? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm wearing the same damn boots from 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he, he talks about like buying some Bitcoin and forgetting about it and then yeah. finding that it was selling for like uh, $18,000 yeah, a he coin. He didn't lose the password or nothing. He, he didn't lose the password. the password. Yeah. And then and then you see him like being interviewed, like the isolation place where they're, you know, interviewing is like this beautiful house. Yeah. And then he goes, and then I took that money. And I bought these boots. And I was like, yeah. oh, how much Bitcoin did you have? Because yeah, I also, figured it'd be more than boots. He also painted his fucking 1970-something truck yeah. with seven different color flames on it. Yeah, So it's yeah. like, you didn't have enough money to buy a new truck, but you painted that on yeah you know you know you didn't you didn't need a new truck you just needed a new paint job i respect he that. had fuck you money for two weeks is what he, he did had. oh i think yeah that, i think you know that's a good rich man poor man thing is driving a really old truck like that is a oh yeah thing that both rich people and poor people uh, sure come together on i think he i think that old truck was a choice in uh, robert's case yeah but he's gonna spend three thousand dollars on a paint job on a thousand dollar truck that's dumb assery is <laughs> yeah. what that is well that's that's uh that's what you do when you're bitcoin rich yeah that's bitcoin rich yeah Yeah, fuck it it's not real money but that kid like um it's funny because like he gives you know his uh campaign speech because he's running for governor and you know he's cocky and he's kind of like you know he's he's doing what a lot of kids are doing which is like um 
just saying the most extreme things that they can to try to get like a, a bunch of like animalistic grunts from the fucking male, all male <laughs> high school white youth that are there, yeah. which is not hard to do if you just go like, you know, abortion is murder, you know, uh, men's rights. And then they'll be like, oh, 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 oh. So like he he's kind of playing the game in that way. And then Steven Garza goes up and he's this really like sincere um, kind of like more soft spoken. Um, I mean, like part of the beauty yeah. of him was he started out like he started out rushing through all his words to where you could like barely understand him when he was trying to talk to people a lot of the time. Yeah, and it was very much recognizable uh, like as a comedian because yeah, you know whenever everybody remembers like their early sets where you're just like rushing through the jokes and the crowd is mm-hmm. not on board and then the more laughs you start to get the more you start to slow down and like right. really fucking gain confidence in the things that you're saying and so like in the course of one speech he goes from being like kind of a bad Nervous. rushed rum like mumbling uh speaker uh to eventually like he's like he has him eating out of the palm of his hand well, yeah, like, and, he he was good at writing the speeches, but like yeah. you're right when he came to like him performing, he kind of like uh like talked over the laughs. Yep. Like yeah, you know? like he didn't know when they were going to clap. It didn't like it just didn't occur. And to me. I think it surprised him a lot of the times yeah. that that he was even doing as well as he was. And you could see there was like something just that was just like really genuine about his uh, reaction to um uh people's reaction to him you know yeah. because like he was he he was really sincere and uh and what i love was that robert does uh a sort of reverse heel turn he went from where he being just a realizes and then fucking steven garza inspired him to like believe in people again yeah, it was crazy. He was like, he's like, you know, I tried to. It was amazing. I mean, it was, it really was. It was like, and and it was such a, a powerful kind of like uh, statement about like the fact that a, I don't know, like someone actually like sincerity goes such a fucking long way in politics, and like you you can fake sincerity. Obviously, uh, you know, people do it all the time, but like. Um, you know, people wonder how people like uh, Bernie Sanders or Jeremy Corbyn could get so far if you're in kind of like the, you know, any kind of mainstream uh, political universe, especially in D.C. You know, they, they go like, why do people like this guy? His hair is is unkempt. And, you know, he fucking uh, yeah, it's like it's like, well, because people can tell that they believe in what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's like something about that, like genuineness that. uh is um it's nice to see the youth even though you know i mean i'm not gonna no spoiler on the ending of the movie i mean i don't know we shouldn't but um like uh it was nice to see that like the the youth can still um be inspired by someone's sincerity yeah be inspired by someone's sincerity even if they don't entirely agree with their politics you know like there's also i mean there's also this beautiful artistic move that the movie makes that it did a couple times which 
fucking slayed me every time where one guy would go up and do a speech and it was kind of like eh, like that's the kind of shitty speech that you expect a high schooler to do and then like one of the good speakers will come up and like the crowd will just explode and then they'll cut back to the guy who did the first speech and he was like well god damn i should have done that what yes (laughs) it's so relatable because i'm i mean again going back to comedy like we've all had that fucking moment where like you have yeah, a set right. and you're like, wow, that kind of sucked. And then someone goes it, up and they're just absolutely crushing. And you're like, God damn it. Why couldn't I have said that? What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's usually, I mean, it, my experience has been getting off the stage, uh, you know, for a bad set and then watching someone, it's, it's almost kind of the opposite. Go up there and be like, you know, which one you bitches is fucking. <laughs> And then, and, dude, it and, kills every goddamn And it kills, time, and you watch, and you go like, of the time. God damn it, I really should do that." Which oh, one yeah. y'all love to come? Where are my cum lovers? Yeah, JoJo. <laughs> this is JoJo is the uh, white comedian. I just want to point that out. He is. This is a character I've done before. All right, and I said, uh, "Bitch!" <laughs> and I said, "Bitch!" I never said it. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, so Stephen Stephen Garza, um, it's interesting to watch him kind of like gain confidence throughout because he starts out kind of like knowing he's in um, kind of unfamiliar territory, being surrounded by a lot of uh, people who are definitely way more conservative and uh, like he is in the lines, Dan, pretty much. Yeah, by he's the way, in the, in, yeah. I feel yeah. like this movie is going to turn. Like he like th- we like we watched his character arc in this movie, yeah. Where he like discovers this confidence, he learns to say what he feels, and then I feel like this movie is also going to be like the origin story for. Uh, I know, like his heel, like the, the, there's an inevitable heel turn. Like he is going to become a political animal after this. Uh, I know, I know. He learned I know. all the bad things. I think. Can well, okay. I mean, so, I, hope, I, I hope he stays. Like the beautiful human being that is profiled in this movie, but uh, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what's gonna happen. I mean, I think that the best we can hope for for this kid is that he fucking runs from politics and yeah, like, yeah. you know, I mean, because like in a, in a perfect world, I would love for you know someone um, with his kind of like uh, passion and sincerity to like, yeah, to run for public mm-hmm. office. That would be fucking sick. But um, you just know that the corrupting influence of uh, politics is so fucking. I mean, it's so heavy. It's, it's uh, that you, it's like he's going to uh, be crushed under the weight. Yeah, I think and, and, I think it's like Adam Crowley used to say about uh, you know trying to get someone to take like a group of fifth graders on a camping trip. Like uh-huh. anyone who really wants to do it is probably not the one you want doing that. And like, right. I think politics is kind of like the same way where it's like you get, all right, who wants to like, who wants to do this for a living? And then like anyone who raises their hand, it's like, well, that, that you're automatically, you're automatically out because. Oh, uh, we going to hang out with a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we going to be by a river? We could go skinny dipping. Yeah. Like that would be fun. Like anyone who's really in, interested in the process by which one wins elections and, uh, I know wields it, it was, power that was is, my first uh, suspect. That was my first fucking, um, like, uh, 
red flag with Barack Obama <laughs> was when <laughs> yeah. he was like, um, my favorite show is The Wire, especially that s- season where, uh, you know, Carcetti was able to win the election. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> For me, it was when he said he liked Entourage. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's something, too. Um, yeah, well, but it do was you like, think, uh, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, do you think uh, this uh, film or whatever might taint like their future elections like it makes that one kid look really good but it makes that other kid look like very shitty you mean like because he's like i'll I'll say anything you're talking about the the robert guy well i don't know because of the fact that he was able to um like because he he totally turns around like he ends up going up to um what's his name to steven uh and showing him like the you know basically warning him uh that like you've got people have now seen these posts of you at the march for our lives um thing on on instagram and then steven ends up changing up his entire speech oh, yeah, so that's right. that well, that he can address that I so he kind of s- saves his ass a little bit too and gives yeah. him one of the uh, you know kind of like lobs him one of the greatest moments uh in the in the movie which is where um, he realizes that he throws away his speech uh, because he wants to first address the fact that he led, uh, he organized a march uh, for our lives in Houston. And like, um, and he was able to, I don't know, talk to a room full of kids about a serious subject uh, like, it, uh, like they're, like they're adults. And while there were people in the room who were like, boo, um, there were tons of people who agreed with him about universal background checks. I think you know? it's funny that like it all turned mostly on gun control because like that <clears throat> is the one issue that it's easily easy easy for like a seventeen year old kid in Texas to understand because it's very much like a knee jerk like but I want to shoot guns like and government y- yeah. won't let me but like that but what I loved was it was that Stephen was able to. Um, I don't know. He was still able to relate with them uh, on this level where like, uh, you know, he was able to maybe change their minds, maybe change their minds or at least like inject some nuance into it. Like where it's like I just because I don't think that people should be shot up in schools uh, and that that, you know, there should be universal background checks doesn't make me against uh, people owning guns, you know, Uh, and it was like, I don't know. It was nice. And then I feel like Robert. um like his character had this evolution in the movie. So anyone who actually like, if you watch the movie in context, I don't think you walk away going, fuck Robert. You walk away going like, I respect the fact that he was able, uh, he wasn't so ambitious that he couldn't allow himself to be inspired by a peer. He wasn't so ambitious. That is like his, his move wasn't, I have to destroy him. It was like, damn, I think I might drop out and support him. Like, yeah, I, I I think the only one who came away looking oh, bad God. was the like the double amputee Ben kid, Feldman, except or Feldstein, except he also came away looking extremely competent. So kind of a double edged sword there. It yeah. is. I mean, it's unfortunate because uh, so there's another character who plays That's the kid with no legs. Yeah, the yep. kid with no legs <laughs> and and uh, one uh, messed up arm. Uh, he had yeah. apparently meningitis when he was three and he lost two, the, both of his legs and uh, and had his, like a deformed arm. And it's like, you know, uh, the character is just the fucking I feel so 
His I, first I, speech I, was a little Lebowski-esque where he's like, I didn't cry when some Chinaman took my legs in Korea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he was. And I was like, he said he had to learn to rewalk and stuff. I was yeah. like, you were three. Like, you were probably <laughs> just learned it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it wasn't like it was a super big deal. Like, you're 32 years old and your legs are off. Yeah. That being, so said, that being said, you only he, had them three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being you said, he walked, he walked incredibly well for a guy with no legs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. he did. He did. He walked really well for someone with no legs. Uh, uh, stairs were the only problem. And I thought personally there was a gratuitous amount of shots of him walking upstairs. Like I was like, okay, filmmakers, like <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to do here uh, because like well, you kind of grow to dislike him because of the fact that he's yeah. kind of so ruthless. Like he's, he's the one who starts like r- doing smear campaigns against uh, both Steven when he gets the nomination for, he becomes governor of his party. And like uh, Ben is the campaign chair of the other party and wants his governor um, to win. And so he basically just like goes out on an all out like smear campaign on Instagram. He starts smearing Renee, who's like the the black kid, yeah. one of the few black kids there who is constantly getting shit from people um because, you know, there's there's a fuck ton of little racist white kids who just want to recall <laughs> yeah. him from his position. Um and like uh Ben is just like someone who you grow to really like not hate, but because he's a kid, but you're you're just like, this is a this is a the birth of a lanyard monkey right here. This is a birth yeah. of someone who's gonna be so fucking obsessed with um DC and getting into the fucking the swamp that yeah. like he is you know, he's he's becoming this fucking cog, and you're just like, this is uh well, they kind just, of all were. Well, yeah, okay, true, but there, uh, to me, there's a big difference between. I think that the people like Stephen Garza, um, who come into politics with good intentions of like public service, are immediately disabused co- of them. <laughs> uh, what's yeah. that? Are immediately disabused of any of those. They intentions. are, but I think I do think that they're. Uh, in particular, victimized by cutthroat um, yes. swamp creatures yes. like uh, the one Ben Feldman was or Feldstein was playing, um, you know, in, you know, in the camp, you know, and like he also was like someone who was like, you know, loves Ben Shapiro. And like, I just felt uh, there was part yeah, of me. When he, when he describes his candidate as like. He just reminds me of a young Ben Shapiro. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God. And like at one point, he's just like, you know, uh, fucking watching Reagan speeches. And he's just like really into Reagan. And like he had a Reagan doll. Yeah, he had a fucking (laughs) Reagan doll. First thing I was like, who the fuck has a Reagan doll? Even if you're a fan of him, you get a poster, not a doll. Yeah. Like, what do you do with the uh, doll? Yeah. It's a Reagan action figure, actually. Yeah, the action that, that was a is... a doll. It had a pull string. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, there's action a lever. Action figures don't have pull string. No, there's a lever on the back that uh, forces all of the uh, mental hospitals to close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, fucking, you know, like, that kid to me is like, there, there's a difference between 
um, you know, people who come into politics with, I think, uh, like genuinely good intentions. It's not just about power, but it is about public service and about kind of like, you know, fixing writing wrongs that they see. I don't, I don't think that every single person who gets into politics is, uh, is, immediately bad oh no i don't think know? so either but i think once but you I think get into it you realize you realize that in order to do that you have to learn to f- like f- you know ruthlessly fuck people over in the process like the process you can go in wanting to do good things with power but <clears> then you see what you have to do to get power and they're yeah. usually yeah. like opposed you know to each other yeah, and it's just like it's. It, I think what makes me sad, and one of the you know things I took away from it was like you know a big problem with this kind of the entrenchment of the current political. Um, I mean, you know, campaign landscape that we have and ha- have had for a long time uh, is like this fucking this program. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it's further entrenched. You're teaching the kids about how to fucking you know be the snakiest snake uh in in american politics well it's literally uh, teaching them how to get elected without teaching them what they should do with any of the it's it's teaching them how to get power without teaching them anything about what they should be doing with it yeah what they should be doing or why pursue it at all right. like 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 what's the point of pursuing it other is there than like, like a week two to this or something <laughs> no yeah, there should, there should yeah. be there there should be a year of yeah. a camp where they just teach you uh about how terrible but basically a gulag yeah. all high school kids should go to a re-education camp <laughs> and uh learn about you know uh, the dangers of uh, capitalism and uh yeah. the real history of the united the states next- force them to read howard's in force them to read marx force them to read bakunin and then uh, they can go to that camp, and uh, you know. Once you educate the children, then you you then have to re-educate them. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but but um, yeah. so this actually led me into another story that I wanted to talk about this week, which was uh, the candidate who they tried to rat fuck in. Oh uh, man, what well, was like Amherst, right? They tried to rat fuck. It's a What's politics. A so it's a politics term. Just means fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, true. But so, mm-hmm. like, there's this guy. Uh, but you, it's like fuck like a rat. You know, oh, it's like okay, not I only do you. you fuck, but you snitch at the same time. <laughs> um, like the mayor of uh, Holyoke is. It was trying to run for Congress. He's uh-huh. trying like running in this primary, and uh, and these. This guy, these guys. This is in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Where is this? This is in Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, leadership of the uh, university, the the Amherst College Democrats, uh, sent out like this letter that they like sent to the press, and they sent to, you know, the rest of the Amherst College Democrats, alleging that this guy uh, would not be allowed on campus because he has like a pattern of. Um, like trying to date students or some shit like that. And yeah. like the evidence of that was like one DM he sent to some uh, college kid that, um, I mean, I say kid, the guy was like 22 or something. And the, and the politician was only 31. Um, but basically, you know, they were, they, they tried to say, they tried that, to me to him. They tried to me to him. 
And then it yeah. came out that the reason that they tried to meet to him was that one of the one of these one of these guys who was in the leadership of the UMass College Democrats was trying to get an internship with the guy that this guy was running against. He was trying to get an internship yeah. with like the uh, incumbent, I think. And right. so, like, he did all of this shit to get a fucking internship. <laughs> yeah, to work yeah. for free. Yeah. And and the, this was, I think, the intercept was uh, got um, uh, like some leaked, the, yeah, the leaked emails, leaked text messages, or and text messages where they were coordinating how they were going to fuck this guy over. And their evidence, like a year in advance or something. Year in advance, their evidence was the one DM that he sent to this other kid after an event, uh, and they were like, they had tried to sell it. They, I think, they tried to feed it to Politico and like a couple other places that wouldn't run it, and so they eventually just sent it as like an open letter to the college Democrats, and then right, some news outlets did cover it because it was you know like this letter. But uh, mm-hmm. it turns out it was also some guy could get a fucking internship. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's it's particularly disgusting too because it like it, it Loki worked. You know what I mean? Like it did kind of work. Like people are. I mean, they haven't now, had the election yet, right? N- no, they haven't had the election, but worked in terms of like people. Now the focus of his uh, uh, candidacy has has now switched to um, a fucking useless conversation to have online, <laughs> yeah. which is, um, you know, but is it consent if someone is the mayor? Can you be a mayor in in power and date at the same time because of the fact that there's a power dynamic uh, there's a power differential that's different. It's automatically different. And like, because he was mayor and it's, and a teacher or something like that. Yeah. He was an adjunct professor. Well, they're both, but, they're actually both teachers, both the, both the people running for Congress, both. Teach. No, 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 I know. But, but yeah, the, but yes, but yeah, the guy they were trying to smear was an adjunct professor. He was an adjunct pr- professor and mayor at the yes, time. Is that right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah but and mayor doesn't sound like you have like a lot of power over someone, you know, it's like, yeah, you might get the good booth at like fucking Denny's, but like, what, is, right. what else? Like, what do you have over a student? Of, yeah. He's the mayor of fucking what? Oakhurst? He's what? Yeah. mayor of Holyoke, which, uh, Holyoke? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up now. Uh, it has 40,000 people. So it's not like, listen, you know, the the mayor of yeah. the mayor of Santa Cruz was my college advisor when I went to fucking UC Santa Cruz, and if he had tried to fuck me, I'd have been like, "That was rad." But that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not. You would have felt I'm so not, powerful. I would have felt so powerful. But I'm not. I'm not saying in you general have been able that to say like no because of the power dynamic. Well, that's the thing. I'm not saying that uh, power differentials don't, um, you know, make things. Ir- I think in general, and this is a generalized statement, that it's irresponsible to be a teacher uh, at a uh, university and uh, try to date uh, someone who's a student at that yeah, university. Yeah, your own student. I say, for sure. What, what's your that? Your own student, yeah. Yeah, your own student, very specifically. But I think I—I I mean, I would just say if it were me in general, uh, you know, I would—I would look at that as kind of like a no-go zone. But I'm not going to fucking uh, equate that 
with the level of uh, scrutiny. Basically, I'm not going to look at that and then call the people that he was DMing survivors. That's that's (laughs) where I go like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like once you start using survivors to describe people who are just like, oh, I was, uh, you know, like I was having a DM conversation with my, uh, you know, fucking uh, professor, uh, like a consensual with conversation. With a professor it's whose like, class I wasn't taking. Whose class I wasn't taking. I just go like, you know, this is the kind of weaponization that I think um, people uh, kind of knew was going to happen uh when uh, the me too movement kind of started which was like there's going to be some fucking people who abuse this for political purposes and And i think in general like it it is not a it's not a slight against the me too movement movement as much as as it is a kind of like uh this is just a perfect example of why um you know when it comes to politicians and political parties and political operatives, why you really have to look into um, and do uh, like thorough investigations of people in power um, and like uh, and do thorough investigations of people uh, who are behind allegations. You know, it's like one of the things when the Tara Reid allegation came out, um, I was like watching people like Tara Reid uh, had an allegation against Joe Biden, which was weird because it was like, dude, she was so good in American Pie. Like, why would she do different something Tara like- Reid? Oh, okay, different right. Tara oh, Reid, bro. Oh, totally different lady. I thought it was the but Sharknado like, girl. Yeah, no, no, not not Sharknado. Oh, uh, okay. Different. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, when when that came out, um, I watched people. I was like, kind didn't of, she offer to suck Jeff Lebowski's cock for a thousand dollars? Like this different is, oh, again. Oh, okay. We're talking about a different. This is the same name, spelled different. Yeah. But uh, no. So uh, the with the Tara Reid allegation, um, I did watch people like on the left, uh, especially like in left media, immediately kind of go like, yes, believe women. And then there was, I think, uh, I mean, this is a perfect example. The allegations against uh, um, Alex Morse, uh, and then also against uh, there's uh, someone else who's running for Nancy Pelosi's seat, where there was some other kind of allegation, where there was kind of like an uh, uh, from that same group, and immediately like that's not true, and then kind of like a um, and the opposite. Uh, happened when you know all the Biden supporters when Tara Reid came out were like she's a fucking liar and then uh, you know the Alex Morse people are like I believe it you know because it's like there's still this like political you can't partisan trust anyone divide. who is not in any position to know who says that they know like anyone who is yeah. not in any position to know who says they know without a shadow of a doubt like what happened you're like okay well I immediately don't trust that person I mean I just yeah. like I've come to a point where it comes to with political figures during campaigns when people are uh when allegations do come out I go like I'm fascinated to read up on this yeah. and uh, well, rather like, rather than kind of like immediately taking because I don't think I, you know, uh, um, I, I think I did comment on the Tara Reid thing uh, after like uh, a video came out of like Tara Reid's mother in like n- 1996 calling in Larry King and being like, uh, hey, uh, well, also um, yeah, Joe Biden, basically cooperating Joe Biden her seems story. Creepy. Like in most ways, I mean, Joe like, Biden yeah. when you watch open... how he behaves with women, you're like, yeah, yeah, he seems pretty creepy. Yeah, but he's, like, he's a creeper. I think in this, in this instance, uh, it's like, we do this thing where it's like, oh, 
this person is abusing a power imbalance. And, I'm, yeah. and you know, a lot of times that's true, but it's also like, if you take it too far, it's like the expectation is that everyone is going to date completely like outside of their, uh, social circle, social circle and work, work circle and, and you're like well that's not how relationships work most people like date within most people date people they know like to put it fucking uh yeah as simple as possible but, so like if that's who you know like that's who you're gonna end up dating that's true before uh we oh. continue this conversation jason you gotta take yeah. off yeah i gotta take off I know it's your but lunch thank break. Thank you guys for uh, having is it me. Good, is it because we started us... talking about Me Too stuff? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I don't, I'm not oh, trying to get in. Do on we that. make you <laughs> uncomfortable? Wow, yeah. we're being censored. All right, uh, Jason, where can people find you on on Twitter? And Am Instagram? I being detained? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's at uh, Jason Webb. It's U three H's Jason Webb. Nice. That's on everything. All right, check him out. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no problem, for being on man. For Thanks so for having me. so much time. Yay. I love you, too. <laughs> right, I'll see you later, guys. Right, bye. Um, yeah, I mean, just to, like, wrap up this. Uh, yeah, wrap it up, Matt. Jesus. Wrap up this unnuanced conversation about uh, allegations. In general, it's like I, I've now come to the point where I'm just like, I see allegations. um you know, against... I see you, Jake Sully. I see you, Jake Sully. No, I just, like, I, I see uh, when an allegation comes out um, against a political figure who's currently in a campaign, um, and I kind of... Uh, I It's like I wait for the other shoe to drop now, every time. I wait for the other shoe to drop where um, I, I either... And either the shoe is... Um, Something or that your balls. corroborates what uh, the allegation, um, you know, alleges, or it's something where you go like, it turns out this was like a kid who just really wanted to get a picture with someone and then, you know, decided the only way to do it was to uh, accuse them. Of, you know, it's just like, it's always like a kid who wants an internship or, um, you know, some of it is just like um, the smear is enough. It's not, uh, it's not. It's so much about like um, doing anything, but like you have to understand, like these fucking political operatives, whether it's like the Democratic Party or Republican Party, they are this fucking vicious. Like if you don't think that they're not um, going to try to um, weaponize um, kind of like the the media landscape as it stands, which is that in which you just can put a smear out there um, and it becomes a talking point, you know, then you're naive. If you don't think that's the case, I'm not don't fucking not talk. you do not me oh, you personally. Oh. oh, you mean like the Royal you? Yeah. The Royal you dude. Yeah. I'm so, just saying like, it's fucking like, I feel so bad for like the fact that Alex Morse now has to deal with not defending himself against the allegation, but rather waiting for the conversation to finish between a bunch of Twitter people <laughs> yeah. to be talking like about cancel well, culture. Well, no, I mean, talking about like, okay, I think if you could, it is, if you're dating someone who is, if you're a TA, that's okay. But if you're, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like waiting for people to deliberate people who like, 
they have them not, like all of them are not voting they're they're not they're not in this district they're they're like yeah. but they want to have the conversation because someone goes oh that is that really bad and then people go like let me tell you why it's bad and then someone going let me refute those points you have to like deal with this fucking conversation that is now so detached from what is happening to you that it, it you know it's like it's going to paint his whole thing he's yeah. also a proponent of like medicare for all green new deal i mean he had the sunrise movement endorsement and now he lost it like the fucking like the lengths that people will go to in politics to destroy you is uh is it's they'll sad. go to any length it's frankly yeah. It's sad. Um, can I can I, can I pause and take a dump real quick? I got like I've been oh, yeah, holding this shit, for a long time. Uh, <laughs> you want to stop recording or leave it recording? No, no, leave it, leave it going. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, take your shit, bitch. Yo, take your shit, bitch. Yo, take your shit, bitch. Yo, take your shit, bitch. Yo. All right. While he's taking his shit, I just think that like, I think it's time for me to just do some royalty freestyle now i don't know who i'm gonna do it for because vince is the one who has the list um but you know let's just let's just do it for someone random dude let me just okay <laughs> this is this is for borf dorfman <clears throat> yo Borf. Dorfman. I said Borf. Dorfman. Borf Dorfman. Yo, what's up? My name is Borf Dorfman. I'm a barf all over your door, man. Yeah, bitch. Suck on the dick. Lick on the tits and suck on the clit. I'm Borf Dorfman. Everyone knows. I uh, Fuck. All right. It's hard to do without a beat because it's in my head. Mm. All right. Let's do it. Borf Dorfman, Dorfman, and yeah, the name is Borf Dorfman. I never knew me a better Dorfman. I guess I never Borfman. Borf Dorfman, a Friday night when Borfy wore his Dorfman tight. The croc rockin' was out of a style. I need someone to feed off of in order to like keep doing this. Like I have no one to to feed. Like I need someone who is reacting to it. Um, otherwise, like my body gets scared and is like, "Shut up, shut up, idiot." don't do it and i'm like but they want it and then the voice is like no they don't they never wanted it this is just something you did and people just tolerated it you're a fucking idiot kill yourself kill yourself bitch kill yourself choke yourself out masturbate die that way you know like that's all right what's going on with me um i moved to this new oh thank god vince is back Thank God. All right. Oh, where was I? Oh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, the hot news of the week, which is someone finally put together a thread about Jordan Peter Jordan B. Peterson. 
Oh, I know. What is Jordan B. Peterson's actual job, by the way? He's like a some sort of fall. He's been on Rogan. He's been on all these things. He's like the. Well, he was a college professor, wasn't he? Um, yeah. He like taught psychology or something. Yeah, he definitely worked at a college. Like that was the, you know, the beginnings of him were like him being like. I don't know. They would say college professor finally says the truth about trans people. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't know if he continued working. I don't know if he he started writing at a college. He wrote wrote books and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Started doing self-help shit. Yeah. So then like, uh, but like right around the time quarantine started, I think he like, uh, or maybe before he, was, was right before he was in some sort of medically induced coma in russia in, in russia yeah um, yeah and so uh, details about what are actually what actually happened to him are very sketchy and mostly come through like his daughter michaela and right. uh so someone finally put together a thread about like kind of compiling some of the the separate information about him about this weird shit sure that happened to him um i might as well just read the thread right yeah dude i i mean yeah. i i read it last night and uh i mean it's just a, it's a joyride yeah. really it's a joyride through the general michigas of the peterson family clan it's all pretty well sourced it's not like a seth abramson uh type thing but uh no no yeah. no so uh this is from Rational Dis. Michaela started the, quote, lion diet, which, con- which consists of eating only beef, salt, and water. Uh, although, although this, which, first of all, amazing. Yeah, uh, incredible. Although this verges on an eating disorder, Michaela claimed that it cured many of her health problems. She even announced that she stopped taking her medications, including an anti-herpes drug. <laughs> uh, and she has, like, a, a, a self-written book, like, on instagram where she's like in a bikini on the cover and it's it's about the carnivore diet and, uh, and, and isn't her isn't her dad also on the cover of it yes isn't but Jordan i don't think Peterson's he was on the cover. i don't think he was technically involved like i think he would like made a stink about not being involved with that book anyway she then convinced her father to start her diet soon after started starting jordan reported that he stopped taking his antidepressants uh, it was around this time that Peterson reported not being able to sleep for 25 days straight while experiencing, quote, an overwhelming sense of impending doom after drinking some <laughs> apple cider. <laughs> I didn't actually. <laughs> and there's a there's a Rogan clip that goes with this. I don't know if uh, I actually didn't watch it, but I have a negative story. OK. OK. One of the things that both Michaela and I noticed was that when we restricted our diet and then ate something we weren't supposed to the reaction to eating what we weren't supposed to was absolutely catastrophic what did you (laughs) what did you switch to or what did you eat rather um well the worst response i think we're allergic to or allergic whatever the hell this is having an uh an inflammatory response to something called sulfites and we had some apple cider that had sulfites in it and that was really not good like i was done for a month that was the first time i talked to sam harris you were done for a month oh yeah it took me out for a month it was awful really yeah yeah so i would say (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) it It, i mean he just like 
it, it's funny because it, it basically what he and Michaela were doing was kind of an extreme version of an elimination diet, you know, because yeah. like elimination diets are real popular. It's a way to find out also if you have an allergy to something specific and whatnot. And you just start cutting out, you know, different foods and, and like uh, different ingredients and in foods, you know, like gluten and stuff like that and dairy and all that. And then eventually um, cutting out entire food groups, which uh, is, I think, very specifically what... Uh, an eating disorder begins. That's, that's when you, Oh no, you have an eating disorder. Right. And, uh, and like, I, I love that in the midst of probably the craziest elimination diet ever, he has a cider, um, (laughs) and is sick for a full month from it and decides the problem was that he had a cider. (laughs) Yeah. The problem was the cider. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, should have never had one cider. <laughs> like, like, it was like, is that the problem? Is yeah. that? Are you sure about that? Yeah. It's very. He's not a doctor of logic. Um, yeah. It, uh, the the great thing about that clip too, and it was the way that the 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 original poster edited it, maybe, but it ends with him going, "I have no idea what I'm talking about," <laughs> and like, and that was great. It's like he doesn't. That's true. Um, It was because of this anxiety caused by a, quote, severe autoimmune reaction to food, unquote, that Jordan was prescribed benzodiazepine, which was increased after his wife was diagnosed with cancer. This led to Peterson developing, quote, a physical dependence, unquote, on the medication, which happens with, uh, you know, benzodiazepines. Yeah, yeah. Benzos have a tendency to do that. They're the most, like, some of the most habit-forming drugs that you can take. Like, it's trying to come off of it is like a... You know, like a really severe alcoholic trying to go cold turkey. It's it's worse. It's worse than opiates. It's a worse uh, DT than opiates because, like, your your detox when it comes to opiates um, can you know the physically it can last for you know uh, maybe I think a week, um, uh, maybe two weeks. I don't know. For me, it's always it's like a week, and then emotionally, obviously, is a longer you know uh, stretch. You can be on benzos uh, for like, you know, six months straight abusing. And I'm not just talking about taking, you know, a a doctor prescribed dosage. I'm talking about abusing it, you know, Uh taking more than you're prescribed and then getting progressively worse. You can be uh, in a, uh, you know, in a hospital detoxing for six months, six months of DTs. (laughs) Six months physical DTs. We're talking about like horrible anxiety, horribly uncomfortable, uh, and you know pain at the same time. It's Eesh. it's bad. That sounds yeah. So however weird you think this thread has been so far, it's gonna get way weirder. Just oh, FYI, yeah. uh, according to Michaela, after failed multiple failed rehab attempts, which she claims almost killed him, Peterson was moved to Russia for quote alternative treatments. The unknown treatment get, put Peterson into a medically induced coma for eight days and gave him neurological damage. Uh, in the middle of her father's hospitalization, Michaela left her husband and dad to travel around Romania with Andrew Tate, a misogynist pickup artist and webcam pimp who runs a scam website and thinks that, quote, depression doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, well, it's just like, it's funny because it's a, it's a web. It's, a, you know, it's like everyone... It's a community of grifters, yeah, you know, yeah. and they all and like game recognized games. So one grift 
one grifter sees another grifter and goes like, I like that. They're also lying and they're hot. But it so used to fun. be like you would know when you're lying. Like I think these, I don't think they know. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing about, I think, social media. Because I do think in general, like, you know, cult leaders have always lied to themselves long enough to be, uh, you know, uh, to believe their own bullshit. But I think that it happens much quicker on social media. Because once you get that much support that quick uh, with people who are like, you are correct. All meat works. Like, (laughs) if, if that happens enough times, just like with the, you know, believing that the moon is flat. Or, sorry, that the Earth is flat and that the moon is fake. I forget what their thoughts are on the moon. <laughs> but um, hollow. just like believing the Earth is flat, it's like as soon as you've got like a community of people who are like, yeah, it is. You're just like, oh, shit, I'm right. You yeah. know, it's like it's much more instant. So, yeah, she probably believes in her bullshit. Uh, side note, Michaela's husband is from Russia, claims to be possessed possessed by a demon named Igor and is <laughs> the one who helped Michaela get her dad into Russia. Uh, the entire time, Michaela was charging people fifty to six hundred dollars for memberships to her diet website that offered virtually nothing. The site is now defunct for a second time and was basically just a support group for people claiming that the diet cured them. Uh, but does it work for anybody? Well, it apparently didn't work for her father, as we have already seen. It didn't work for her because she admitted that she also took anti-anxiety drugs while on the diet. And it didn't help her mother, yeah. who was on the diet and was di- diagnosed with kin- kidney cancer, requiring two surgeries. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> also, like, I mean, the the fact that it didn't work should be the least of the story. You know, like, the, the, the least interesting part of the story. Because it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. We know it, <laughs> we it's not going to pre- work. predicted that. But to me, what I didn't predict was that... While they were, um, you know, like doing this insane diet that cures literally everything, they were like, uh, they were like, the only thing it doesn't cure is uh, my need for benzodiazepines. Uh, <laughs> give me more of those. Yeah. Well, uh, again, like you think the thread ends there, uh, but no, there's more. Um, after Peterson fe- finished his treatment in Russia, they went to Florida and eventually ended up in Serbia, where Michaela gave her entire family COVID, hospitalizing Jordan yet again. Uh, what a great twist. <laughs> what a modern twist. What a topical twist to the story. And then there's like a couple photo, like there's a couple Instagram grabs of her in Serbia just like partying without a mask on and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other crazy thing is that as far, as far as I can tell, Jordan hasn't talked directly to the media since 2019. All updates have come come through his daughter. So, you know. So 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 he's dead, right? We don't know. Well, you know, he well, Herman Cain is still tweeting even though he's dead. So, who yeah. knows what might have yeah. happened? Maybe uh, she's dead and he took over her account. It could be. Who I, knows these days. I really need I need like the middle of the road uh like, like the mainstream media profile of Jordan Peterson. Like there was, I know. there was a time when everybody wanted to talk about the fucking intellectual dark web and I couldn't have ca- possibly cared less. Uh, right. But now I really want to know what's going on with Jordan Peterson. Yeah. It, 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 Cause it's like, it is, it's just the way that the, it's the only way that this could end, you know, <laughs> it's like the only way that this could end is for him to uh, develop such a um such an ego that he is willing to believe that an all meat diet 
Um, because ideologically, an all-meat diet is just, for him, uh, is, even though his daughter, like, invented it, this is a man's diet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's going back to our roots, like. It's going back to our roots where, you know, early humans only ate meat. (laughs) They never, never had anything green, ever. Um, no, it's like, like, for him, it's a version of, you know, dying from your ideology you know yeah. it's like and he's almost it's it's almost like he's doubling the up on that poisoning because, is literal like usually yeah the, irony <laughs> poisoning is not like a literal physical affliction but in this case yeah it might be no it might it might actually be like something that has to be treated at a hospital because like <laughs> and also the fact that like he then got covid which is just he and his daughter who was partying without a mask. It's like, how many times has your own hubris tried to off you, bro? Yeah. Like you gotta at some point you you gotta, you know, maybe be like, Hey, you know, maybe I don't know everything. But uh then again, if you did that, um, you know, you would have to look at yourself in the mirror You'd and have see a all of different the, the wrongs. You'd have a different career and you might realize that uh you know, here's what I would have told him as soon as he started feeling anxiety. I'd have been like, oh, have you tried cleaning your room? <laughs> you ever thought about that, Jordan Peterson? I heard that works wonders. Clean your room. Do that. Yeah, I mean, you've told lots of people that. It's made you millions. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe your room's not clean enough. Huh? Could, yeah. Let's try that out. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. I wish him all the best. Yeah, good you know? luck to him. I would like to know how this plays out. I'm sure whatever he does to cure all the things he's going through now will be his next, uh, you know, oh, greatest yeah. pop fad diet. But Oh, uh, no, and and there's going to be, you know, th- th- that's the problem is, like, I don't wish him ill. I don't wish him death. No, um, though I do find his foibles entertaining. I find his foibles entertaining, um, but the the problem in not wishing death upon him is that I know he's going to l- live to profit more. This will be part of the grift, you know. This will continue. Yeah. The, like unless he decides to do a complete turnaround and be like, you know, I, I've obviously I don't know everything, and uh, maybe. Maybe I should rethink all of my views on trans people, <laughs> like uh, uh, or 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 feminism or any of that. It'll, you know, it'll but be interesting no. to see. Let's say that it'll be interesting. I am interested, but I just don't. You know, I think once he if he pulls through and survives, uh, you know, he will he'll monetize Look, it. That's he was in a medically induced coma in Russia. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Hope he's doing better. Yeah, you know, fucking. You know. All right, Matt, you want to put this thing to bed? I think it's time, yeah. Um, boy, howdy, did we have a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just a great pod altogether. I'm in my new podcasting studio, a.k.a. Uh, this is my, my jack-off room uh, at my new apartment with my beautiful girlfriend, Francesca, and uh, couldn't be more pleased than to see your beautiful face, Vince. Oh, um, likewise. Yeah. Frogcast at gmail.com uh, for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Um, Patreon.com slash Frogcast for all the bonus episodes. Uh, we got a new bonus episode, uh, an interview coming out uh, very soon uh, yeah. that Vince did. Who'd you do it with? Uh, it's with the directors of The Swamp. Directors talk, of The Swamp. So check that, that out. Yeah. 
Yeah, check that at the swamp out and check out that interview, patreon.com slash frockcast. Vince, what's the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right. And also remember, actually, uh, before we go, um, very soon we're getting, uh, I swear to God, those the T-shirts with the, the new graphics and whatnot. I mean, the better graphic is going to be put on the shirt. So Teespring dot com slash store slash broadcast it's a lot of slashes but it's there um so yeah there'll be a lot of new merch coming out very soon i swear to god you guys and you're gonna be able to buy it and it's gonna be great uh thank you so much for listening everyone and until next time good night and good chins <laughs>